0: one, in case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show,
1: this is what you (laughs) missed. Gestapo style. Just get them out of there.
0: Wow. Yeah. There was a guy sitting next to me. He thought my kids were going to be assholes and... They weren't because they like Star Wars. Yeah, they're good fans. Well, you duct tape your thing. kid's
1: mouth shut though, right? That's, I heard that's what you do at the theater. Yeah,
0: but I made it look like you know a Kylo Ren and Darth Vader mask. There so you go. Nobody really questioned it. Du- yes, tape
1: their mouth. Okay,
0: and you gotta you gotta actually think about it historically. I like how David
1: just breezes right past the abuse story like <laughs> he it's knows normal, what's up. like he it's knows well, what's up. it is,
0: isn't it? <laughs> that is, that's normal, right? I know Welcome that to Town. To me. <laughs> you know, my my parents wrapped an Ewok mask around my face, so yeah. <laughs> my father beat me with a lightsaber! <laughs> shit! Oh, don't say anything. Like my uncle used to probe me with an Imperial probe droid! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's a little far. My uncle used to make me dress up as Slave Leia!
1: Oh shit. <laughs> My uncle used to tell me I will eventually come to appreciate him and then stick his giant tongue out. <laughs> Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join The latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery
2: is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary,
0: Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a medical lawyer to help and heal human beings.
1: I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right, hello. Welcome everyone to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. We are here today after a little bit of a hiatus. You and I, David, needed to take a little bit of a break because we were on it for about, what, two and a half, three months? Oh, yeah. Just putting out Star Wars shows, Star Wars discussions.
0: Because we probably got some of the best Star Wars we've had in a very long time. Yeah, why are you so low over there? I'm trying to figure this out. Go ahead and say, Mike, check one, Mike, check one, two, one, two, three, four. Hello. How's everyone doing out there? Hello? 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 There we go. That should be fine.
1: That should be good. All right. Yeah, we needed a bit of a break because um, emotionally, more than anything, because the way that Clone Wars episode ended was just so epic and powerful that we needed to curl up in a ball <laughs> and um, cry and cry while we thank our Star Wars guides for delivering such
0: wonderful Star Wars Oh absolutely I mean I have seen so many people now say they look at the prequels so much differently now thanks to Clone Wars thanks to the the the, the finale and not just the not just the single episode the whole season. Everyone looks at the the prequels in a different light now. Yeah, I love it. It's such
1: a cool way. Clone Wars, the final season, did to the prequels what the prequels did to the original film. It just made you look at things entirely different, giving us that inside perspective.
0: Inside perspective, and it really brought in the universe. You, You actually got to see, like, okay... The whole Skywalker saga is this. It's part of it. This is just the first chapter or the right. the, the initial chapters of it, and it, it adds to the grand epicness of not just the not just the prequels, but just like what you said, the the original trilogy. It puts that in a different light now.
1: Yeah, Filoni did such a service to the Star Wars fans, and this final season of Clone Wars will be. Forever remembered as a true sequel to pretty much all things Skywalker. Yeah. I mean, you could even look at things not related to Skywalker that he had connected in a lot of ways. that we, as we had said during our Clone Wars discussion, he did with the final season of Clone Wars, what JJ tried to do with the rise of Skywalker. Now I'm not saying anything bad about the rise of Skywalker. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. But he, J.J., had said that he wanted to create a movie that felt like a sequel to all of the prior films. Yes. And Filoni did the same thing, and he did it better. I mean, let's just be honest. That's not being mean. It's just being honest. He did it far better than J.J. did.
0: Well, let's face it. I mean, Filoni does have one advantage over J.J. Abrams is the fact that he wears a cowboy hat and boots. That that and and, he, and the fact that and he, he does learned. the two
1: step into our dreams at
0: night. <laughs> <laughs> he learned under
1: the actual creator. Yeah, he learned from George Lucas. Oh, yeah. he's e- easily a an apprentice of sorts if to you George think, Lucas.
0: If you think about, it, JJ approached his sequels the 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 new trilogy of Star Wars as a fan. He he approached it as a fan. Filoni approaches it as no, this is. It's ownership. It's ownership. Difference. It's, yeah. He he was taught by George Lucas and he had to actually own up to it and basically say, Hey, this is this is my teacher's, you know, work. I'm going to do my the best I can, and this is what because he understands the feels of George to uh, toward the story, it makes so much sense. And the and that's the advantage that he had over JJ J. Abrams. Yeah, for sure.
1: And also, he had an a entire season, for the most part, to really build up on everything. So, all right. So, let's get into our, our main show today, Dave. And we're going to be spending a lot of time today on news pertaining to The Mandalorian. Because while we were away... It seems like uh, the floodgates were open.
0: This always seems to happen when me and you decide to take short hiatus after a big thing. Don't we deserve a break?
1: (laughs) I almost called you. I'm like, dude, just get in here. Let's do another show. It's (laughs) just too much. But I figured, hey, guess what? The news will be there. It's not like we're breaking the news. It's not like we had an inside source and we're the first ones to get it out there. If it was a scoop and we were the first ones, I'm like, fuck yes. Let's get this out there. Yeah. So. All right, so Mandalorian news. First off, Disney CEO says and assures the fans, the Mandalorian season two will make the October release date despite coronavirus-related industry delays. So that should allow a lot of us to rest easy. We keep hearing that season two had wrapped Filming long before coronavirus even took a hold of this great nation of ours. But then that begs the question, where is all these casting announcements coming from? As if they haven't already shot, unless they're just delayed. Hey, we shot them. Timothy Oliphant's here. Katie Sackhoff's here. Tamura is here. And then we're going to release it when we want. Because it's quite strange if the season had already been wrapped, then suddenly we're getting this news afterwards, unless Disney's just that good at holding a secret. And that could be the case because look at Baby Yoda. Yeah. I mean, that was the best kept secret of all time. So, despite delays and cancellations across the entertainment industry, Disney CEO Bob Chepik has stated the second season of The Mandalorian will not be impacted by COVID 19 shutdowns and we'll maintain its October release date on Disney Plus. That's just a few short months away, Dave.
0: That's yeah. about what, 4 months away roughly? Pretty much. That's why I'm really surprised that basically they're sticking to it. I mean, with everything going on right now, everyone's getting pushed back, so it's amazing to me that basically they say, "No, nah, we know we're 4 months out. It's still going to be there." So how <laughs> soon till we get a trailer, you think? 2 months? Maybe well, less? I think I think 2 months. 2 yeah. months. Because, like, we're already past major—unless they were planning on something for San Diego Comic-Con. That's the thing I would say. Yeah. Maybe we were going to actually see something at San Diego before they canceled. Which is what, towards the end of July? Yeah, the uh, beginning—yeah, about the—around the time of July. And that's why I was expecting something like that. But now, I would probably say like two months, two to three months. I wouldn't be surprised if they wait till they got a month out. Yeah. Because that seems to be their MO too. Because remember, all the one thing that me and you have always been criticizing them is the slowness of basically how they push out their... There are advertisements nowadays. Oh, there are trailers, yeah. Yeah, they're they're, they're
1: bad now at it. It's almost like they don't want to overlap with other properties. And because they own almost everything, it seems like it's like, hey, we don't want to take away from the excitement of this movie. So we're going to wait for this one. So we'll see what happens. There is not a lot of things happening on the movie side of things. So they're not going to really run into that problem. They're going to be able to promote their attention or promote the hell out of this. When you think about it, I mean, once again, this is this is going to be the only original show that Disney plus is going to have, because I don't believe uh, any of the Marvel shows were finished shooting before coronavirus. So they could essentially focus all of their attention on promoting the Mandalorian because they have nothing else this time around. Yeah. So that'll be cool to see. Now, according to the article here, this is more of an affirmation than an update, as there has been no noise out of Disney nor Lucasfilm suggesting the show would be delayed. Uh, The statement came via Disney CEO Bob Chepik in an interview with CNBC about the status of Disney parks and products during the pandemic, including the progress of its first park reopening of Shanghai Disneyland. Uh, Filming for The Mandalorian season two wrapped in early March, see? Uh, yeah. Just before the United States and other countries went into lockdown. So it appears Mondo might be snuck through just before the blast door shut. <laughs> oh, look at that clever writing. There you go. Uh, post-production on the series is able to be done from home. Yeah. Post-production can be done from home. That's easy. Oh, yeah. And uh, speaking with Variety, the show's animation supervisor, longtime ILM veteran, Hall Hickel, assured fans they'll get their fix of Baby Yoda on time. As the crew is doing everything they can amid current circumstances to complete the show's post-production as scheduled. He says a big temple summer film like, say, Avengers might be around 2,000 visual effects shots. And these series are a little shy of 4,000 visual effects shots for season one. Holy shit. Wow. And season two is no different. We're doing them in around the same amount of time, maybe even less time uh, than a big summer film. Plus, we all have to work remotely. We're in the middle of that Tsunami now, but we are going to get it all done. People are going to get their Baby Yoda, I promise. says.
0: Now, Baby Yoda side. I mean, I'm glad to hear that because w- one of the biggest elements that made Season 1 shine was the visual effects. Oh, and yeah. I mean, me and you dashed yeah. over a lot of the shots that they they were able to do and the technology that they brought just to production was so amazing.
1: Yeah. Which, by the way, we need to get into that behind-the-scenes documentary they're doing for The Mandalorian oh, on yeah. Disney+. Plus. We need to watch what they're doing, and then maybe we can talk about it on a show once Oh, absolutely. it's all wrapped. I don't want to do a discussion for every episode, but I definitely think we can do a bulk discussion.
0: Yeah, because like some of the techniques they used there were just pretty amazing. Amazing and innovative. Very when you innovative. Think about it.
1: it's, it's innovative and that's the reason why the Mandalorian has managed to capture the hearts and minds. It's not because of baby Yoda. Baby Yoda has been a viral sensation. Absolutely. Yes. For the mainstream. But the reason why this series, and I think a lot of people need to point to this show, the Mandalorian say, this is why the show has, has worked so well because it's doing exactly what the original Star Wars films did. It created new technologies. It it blazed new trails. It didn't just use things that were there. And I know people say, "Well, that's behind the scenes stuff." The audience doesn't know. They feel it. They feel whether it. you know it or not, subconsciously they are understanding. The mind is getting that this is something new. This is something great. There's heart involved. There's, There's heart passion. Involved. It's blazing new trails.
0: I mean, it, also that adage, I hear that a lot, especially from, you know, fans that just feel that, oh, visual effects in Star Wars films aren't important. Right. And, you know, it's all CGI. And uh, all that. Okay. Yeah. And like the thing I always tell people is look at the look at the visual effects in Mandalorian and then look at a visual effects of a really bad sci-fi film, say or even like Jason Bay or Michael Bay. Who's Jason Bay? <laughs> Jason Bay. I want to know who Michael that is. Michael Bay. Please or tell Michael me. Bay. Well, I know who's
1: Jason Bay. <laughs> I've never heard of this Jason Bay
0: before. In an alternate uh, parallel universe, it's probably the brother of Michael Bay who's actually good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but like Michael Bay films. You can tell the, the visual effects are not that... <laughs>
1: Who the fuck is Jason Bay?
0: <laughs> are not that great. But like... Yeah. Then you compare it to like... What we saw in Mandalorian. Mm. There's something that... Yeah, you, you hit it on the head. Something that has heart. That yeah. has care.
1: And there's a lot of passion. A involved. passion
0: behind it.
1: Yeah. Alright, so sticking with Mandalorian news, Dave. Actor... Tamura... Morrison will be reprising his role. I should say, let me take that back. Not, you repri- better, not yeah, reprising. You take that back. He's not reprising. He's not reprising. He is returning to the Star Wars universe. Yes. To allegedly play Boba Fett. And all the Boba Fett fanboys are <laughs> squeeing and squeeing. squirting all over the place. And listen, I like Boba Fett. I do too. I don't hate him. But he's also overrated. Let's be honest.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was about to say, but he's overrated. He's overrated.
1: (laughs) Django Fett's the shit. Tamura is the shit. Yes. However, we've all said it would be nice to get a definitive answer. Is this motherfucker dead or is he alive? Because if you ask George Lucas, he's He's dead. He's (laughs) dead. He's dead. (laughs) So
0: I'm wondering if the report is wrong. I, I I Okay. Ho- here's the thing. I hope it's wrong because here's the thing. I, I dude, you well, know what?
1: You're not everyone on this network is all about it all says the same thing that you're about to say. Go ahead.
0: Well Wait, did yes, I just throw you to, off. No, no. <laughs> well, Tamura, yes, would be bubble fed. That's the thing that everybody in mass audiences would jump to. Yeah. Honestly. I would like Tamura to play Rex. Wouldn't that make more sense? That would make so much more sense, especially when you actually throw in the fact that Ahsoka's in the series. Yeah, that would make more sense. And I'm wondering if that's the real report. If he's playing Rex. Oh, especially since we're just coming off of like, our, like what we just said at the beginning of the show. The finale to Clone Wars, Rex was... Pretty much the main character. Yeah, right. He was the main, you know, he had the most emotional, impactful moments toward the end. Yeah. To not bring Tamura in and reprise the role of an older Rex would
1: at, be a misstep. At this point, Ahsoka and Rex are, uh, are a package deal.
0: They're a package deal now. Absolutely. And, like, I I understand There, there are simple Star Wars fans out there that's like, no, give me Boba Fett. He survived the Uh, Starlight. Okay, well,
1: I'm (laughs) gonna put that to rest. Number one, the aftermath novels. Okay, had already stated, and this was put out what uh, four years ago. Yes. Okay, had stated that there's someone else running around in Boba Fett's (laughs) armor. Exactly. Okay, now that's not saying that he's dead. It's just it's a bit open ended. Why would we assume that Boba Fett wouldn't get new armor, right? Okay, that's very possible. Now there's a report that Timothy Oliphant, which, by the way, I'm very excited for. Oh, okay? I, I have too. He has been cast in Mandalorian season two.
0: Yes. As a specific character that I'm really excited for. Who
1: allegedly will be wearing Boba Fett's, Boba Fett's armor. armor. So that leaves Boba Fett all by himself.
0: <laughs> all by himself. Either naked <laughs> or wearing new clothes. Which I say, he's dead. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> Just keep him dead.
1: Honestly, Dave, I think that's the way to go. And I mean, honestly- like, why? Oh, I'm so torn because. Why, why growing- are you torn? Well, I'll tell you why. Because growing up, I was a Boba Fett fanboy. I was. Okay. And tell the prequels. And then I realized Boba Fett isn't really that important. It's Jango Fett. I loved him in the dark empire series and the, and the stuff that's been retconned. Yes. And sure. They can go back and do a TV series on him and make him cool. But honestly, the stories about Jango Fett at this point and the legacy he leaves behind, which is the clone wars, the which now is Rex. Yes. That's his true legacy. When you really think about it. Oh yeah. Jango Fett's true legacy is Rex.
0: Is Rex. Because he, he never got a chance to follow up on the other part of his plan, which was raise Boba. That was the whole game plan. He wanted to raise Boba.
1: So, Dave, I don't have a problem with Boba Fett. I don't hate him. I actually like him quite a bit. I think he's a cool character. But also, that ship has sailed. Yes. He, he's he been dead. George Lucas laughed when people brought him back. He's all, he's dead. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You know, and I feel like it could get easily muddled if they were to bring Boba Fett back in The Mandalorian when you're looking at a typical running time of 30 minutes on average. And I'm sorry. And you're dealing with the Baby Yoda mythology. You're dealing, dealing with Ahsoka. You're dealing with Timothy Oliphant's character in Boba Fett armor. You're dealing with now uh, Bo Katana, who's also allegedly going to be in the Mandalorian season two. Yes. You're dealing with all of these things in a series that, for the most part, runs about 30 minutes. And now we're going to throw in Boba Fett and try to explain what happened to him. And yes, it could take a few seconds, but do we really want a cheap explanation? Something easy? No. No. If you're going to do Boba Fett and you're going to bring him back, I would rather see a TV show about Boba Fett. Honestly. Now I'm not saying there's room for him at this time. There isn't. We have the Mandalorian and it it talk about confusing as fuck to the mainstream. Exactly. Like, wait a second. We have the Mandalorian TV series. Now there's a Boba Fett series or movie. What the fuck is happening? I don't get it. Mm -hmm. So it's just too confusing right now for the mainstream.
0: And, and, I want to actually pop this bubble of hope for Mando fans and Boba Fett fans out of there.
1: Asshole, David.
0: He fell into the
1: Sarlacc pit.
0: Now, Mm -hmm. here's the thing. It takes many, many years to digest, though, bro. So you mean to tell me you're willing to accept accept Boba Fett. And imagine how ridiculous this would look. Yeah. Flying out of the Sarlacc pit. On his rocket pack. Oh well, you know, nine hundred years to digest. (laughs) Exactly. Think about it. Think think about this. That's what everyone constantly says. It takes nine hundred years to digest because the starlight pit, you know, slowly digests you slowly. And I'm like, like, do you realize how stupid that sounds? And then (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. That's that. Honestly, is probably David. You're just firing firing shots right now. Is like. That has to be the most ridiculous idea ever. Let's, L- let's have him fly <laughs> out of this pit that has sucked down so many souls and ate them.
1: Yeah. And
0: also, what is Boba Fett's story? Why do we care? Yeah.
1: That's another thing. When he <laughs> was closely connected to Han Solo in the legend stories, when there was a vendetta between the two of them, it worked. It worked. I loved it. It was a gunslinger story. It was a Western story. They were always gunning for each other. It was great. It was great. But you can't do that now. Nope. I mean, we could, I guess. But honestly, that's where it would work. Don't make Boba Fett a permanent character in the Mandalorian. Don't bring him back. He's dead. Yeah. But what if you were to put him into the Obi-Wan series? Now, that would make sense. I would be okay with that. Because then we can explore... Who he is after the death of his father. We can also have him interact with Han Solo somehow. That would make sense. During the crime syndicate era. When the bounty hunters were on the rise. Being used by the Empire. That would work. But But in the Mandalorian. I just in my own humble opinion. I feel like it's a little too much. You gotta let go. Gotta let go. And he's dead. And he's dead. Let him die.
0: Because, like, see, just like what you brought up.
1: Let's not Captain Phasma him over and over.
0: Exactly. And think about, like, all the steps that you have to do to bring that character back. That's ridiculous. If the character doesn't have a point from the get-go, then why bring him back at all? Just accept the fact that George Lucas wanted to send him off and have Han Solo accidentally kill him. Boba Fett. It made All him laugh. people. Where? <laughs> exactly? One of the best moments of Return of the Jedi. Honestly, it was my favorite point because, like, it was funny, and that was the whole point. Yeah. Don't ruin that moment. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I and I don't. I hope this doesn't sound negative. It's not because I am super excited to see Tamura back. He's yeah. awesome, I'm especially now that too. the character Rex has grown into something entirely different. And if he has the chance to play that, that's where I want to see him.
0: Can you imagine if is able to take all the characters that he's created Mm -hmm. this past decade and finally we get to see live action versions of them. We get, we already have, we already have confirmation that Rosario Dawson's going to be Ahsoka. There's one. Mm -hmm. Tamura's going to be coming back. We're kind of hoping that he's going to play Rex.
1: It kind of be weird. It would be weird if he didn't.
0: Yeah, it would.
1: It'd be strange.
0: And then, as everyone put it, the one mystery that everyone from Rebels has been wanting to know, what happened at the very end? She, Ahsoka went with Sabine to go find Ezra. Yeah. Can you imagine if we, if they start announcing more casting and you we find out, hey, Sabine got casted and Ezra got casted? Well, that's...
1: That's the rumors that are circling. Again, as I had said a few moments ago, Dave, seems like it's a lot to put into a show. Now, in order for them to fit everything we've just discussed, okay, and include Ahsoka in a meaningful way, because you're not going to just put Ahsoka in there for no reason. Yes. They're going to have to write this show differently. If they're going to have Tamura, Boba Fett, allegedly, they're going to have Timothy Oliphant's character who's wearing Boba Fett's armor. Yeah. Then you have the story of Baby Yoda and the mythology that goes with that. Then you have the actual story of the Mandalorian himself, which that's the focus, right? Yes. Okay, then you have Katie Sackhoff's character Bo-Katana.
0: That's going to tie in with... uh, The show,
1: in order to do all this just, they cannot write the show the same way as they did the first season. uh There's a lot of threads. it'll, It'll have to be written very differently so that being said dave robert rodriguez has been confirmed as a director for the Mandalorian season two.
0: If you just and if there was only other news that couldn't make me and you more happier, Dude, I was so kid, man, I was I, so happy I have,
1: to see him. I have squealed numerous times during the last couple of weeks like an idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Number first with Robert Rodriguez when he posted that Instagram uh, that was picture. Cool. He posted a picture on Instagram on May the fourth saying, uh, "Let's see what is it? I, want to, I want to get it." I want to get this right. He says, I am truly humbled to say I have now had the very rare privilege of directing the biggest star in the universe. And it shows him standing next to baby Baby Yoda. Yoda. I love that the news dropped on May the 4th. You and I had talked about this rumor and we weren't really sure if it was going to be a legit thing. Luckily, it is. And dude, Robert Rodriguez coming in. Being st- associated with the world of Star Wars, this could lead to other work, too. See, I'm looking at the big picture here, Dave. Yes. I mean, here. look at Watiti. Watiti did a great job with The Mandalorian, and now he's going to be directing a Star Wars feature. A Star Wars feature. Who hmm. knows? You imagine Rodriguez doing a fucking western style shoot 'em up bang-bang Star Wars movie. Oh, dude. Yes. Yes, and with his yes, visual yes. effects know-how, which, by the way, people may have forgotten, Robert Rodriguez blazed so many new trails for the world of visual effects and sound, at, so much so that at one point him and Lucas w- had meetings to work together to create new sound systems and new visual effects, so much so that James Cameron, before Avatar came out, actually sat with him and Rodriguez consulted in, consulted on how to make a proper 3D film. Yes. To the Lord James Cameron. To the alleged end all in his own mind, James
0: Cameron. <laughs> and that's the amazing part. That's why it's perfect. It's a perfect fit.
1: Dude, he is a perfect fit
0: yeah. for Star Wars. He's a perfect fit for Star Wars. And uh, Now, outside of Star Wars, it's it's... Really makes me giddy because you have Rodriguez on Star Wars. We have Tarantino supposedly on Star Trek. You gotta figure. Why do you gotta cross streams, Dave? Oh, because the as a filmmaker fan, dude. Oh yeah, you know me. I get where you're. I'm saying. looking at this and I'm like going, "Oh, Tarantino's gotta be looking at this." Go, motherfuckers, got, are you going going against me. Okay, all right. And we know how competitive they both are. I mean, you see it with their movies. They love they love trying to one up each other.
1: Yeah. That's S- what buddies do. Yeah. That's what they do. Mm-hmm.
0: And like, I'm like, going, oh, this is going to be so, so fun to watch. Because if Rodriguez blows it out of the water, mm. like, just knocks a home run. All of a sudden, Tarantino was probably looking at it going, all right. Yeah. All right. Nice. Nice. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> hold my beer and it's going to be like a back and forth between the two.
1: Yeah. Well, competitive competition creates some good work sometimes. Sometimes you need that motivation, but I don't know. We'll see how that turns out.
0: As a filmmaker fan, this makes me so excited to see star Wars do this more than, you know, the original concept, which was let's bring in new blood. Let's bring in like new directors and try to, infuse new creative ideas into star wars no go out there and get like names that matter yeah get guys who really do a really fantastic job get the Robert rodriguez get ron howard get those guys to do this
1: oh do you think michael bean will be in the episode that rodriguez
0: <laughs> directs dude now uh, now that you mentioned it he has to dude yeah he has it's to. gonna happen it's gonna happen <laughs>
1: All right, so we have mentioned this a few times now. The Mandalorian Season 2 has officially cast Katie Sackhoff. Yep, it's And official. Bo-Katana, which is pretty exciting. And this is something you and I have talked about numerous times. I mean, Bo-Katana from The Clone Wars, voiced by Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff. If you're going to put her in The Mandalorian Season 2, it only makes sense. She's a very popular live action, I guess you can call it live action TV actor, right? Yes. And and sometimes movie actor. Mm-hmm. She's a fairly big name within the gig circles. So it only makes sense to cast her in her her actual role as Bo Katana. But the thing is though, I mean how old is she? Think about it. Five years post Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Is The Mandalorian. Yeah. Bo Katana was already what, maybe thirty? In Revenge of the Sith, that era. So 20 years, 25 years. She's 50-some years old. They're going to have to do some aging Well, see, Katie Sackoff,
0: I think they would have to do it to Tamura also because Rex is ancient.
1: <laughs> Rex <laughs> has true. to be ancient at yeah, this point. That's true. But, but we did see him a lot sooner. And also, he's a clone. You got to remember, he may not... Uh, yes, aging is
0: probably different.
1: Aging is a little different, so they have some leeway there. They have some... some some liberty, some room to move around. So I'm excited for Katie Sackoff, But again, I am getting a little nervous. I had discussed this with my younger bro. Like this is all exciting. It's awesome for fans. And as of course, being a fan, I'm, I can't help my excitement level, but then the more realistic side, the critic in me takes over
0: the critic and the filmmaker. And, and I'm like, over. This is a lot. Yeah. That's my, that's, that's actually my number one concern right now is the fact that I'm really excited as a fan to see all these casting choices and everything else. And honestly, at this point, I think all these casting choices were supposed to be announced at San Diego Comic Con.
1: Yeah. So that's why they're dropping it now. And and that's why
0: you, we're getting these quote unquote leaks now because there's, there's, we're not going to have a big reveal. So you might as well let, let, the cat out of the bag and basically say, okay, this guy got casted and, or the dick out of the
1: trousers as I usually
0: do. (laughs) So for me though, yeah, that is also my number one concern because a lot, a lot of people don't understand this, especially in like film production side. But when you start putting more and more and more stuff into your project, it's very easy to overwhelm your production, and suddenly yeah. it's the old adage: "There's too too many cooks in the kitchen."
1: Well, that wouldn't that would mean there's too many hands in the pot of production, right? Think about it. Okay, but you- actors are different. I mean, I wouldn't use that statement, but I get what you're saying because there's just too many moving parts. There's I, too I, many
0: moving parts now. I, yeah, because.
1: I mean, if you look at the Mandalorian, my biggest problem was that there felt like a lot of filler in eight episodes, right? Yes. It was maybe three and a half episodes of story Mm -hmm. that moved the mythos, the, the, the myth arc forward. Yeah. And the rest of it was relatively filler. So... That's why I had said a few moments ago that if they go this route with these many people, they're going to have to rethink how they're writing episodes. Mm-hmm.
0: And also it's like,
1: they're going to have to really streamline the myth arc and make sure that every episode, every moment counts. And they're not really dragging their feet with these, these odd one-offs like like episode four, of the first season.
0: Exactly. And that, that's the big thing. You're making all these great announcements but are all these actors completely throughout the series, or is yeah. it just like, okay, Ahsoka shows up one episode, that's it, moving on. Then at that point, that, that that's that's a, a that would make me angry
1: because well, well, so probably, I'm going to only
0: get one episode or one moment of this character. Probably what
1: they're going to do. Now. Look at um, the actress that was cast in. Uh, what's her name? Uh, where she had been shot by oh, the, the wannabe Bobo, uh, the wannabe uh, bounty hunter. Wannabe bounty hunter. Uh, what's her name? F- friend, 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 Shah, friend sure <laughs> hold on. I, I, I forgot her name now, but look with her. She was announced as being a hey, Mandalorian season one. And she was in all of maybe 15 minutes. And then she allegedly dies, dies. at the end. And then there's those boots with spurs at during those last few moments there. Uh, Fennec Shand is her name. Played by Ming-Na Win. Yes. So I'm wondering if a lot of these. These uh, characters or actors will just be in certain episodes and then be done. But we got to remember, we also have actor or our characters that were already established in the show, too. We have to deal with their stories and exactly. their importance. Otherwise, why have them around? So there are a lot of things I am maintaining. Of faith I don't have a reason to think that it's not going to be good, right? yes, so we're just stating the obvious right now we're just we're just going through and sorting through the facts and things that may be considered red flags, but and, as of now i'm 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 not upset I'm not entirely scared because season one for the most part was a success in my opinion, so yeah and a writing success. It was obviously a success in terms of ratings and, and fans. But for me, critically, I would overall consider, consider
0: it a critical success A as well. critical success, yeah. I mean, like, to take away some of those red flags, it's very easy to look at the characters that they are announcing and the actors that they are announcing and say, they're not going to take away from the story that we know that we're going to be getting in season two, which is the focus on the child, and the Mandalorian trying to find the connection of this child's family. That's the whole point. And, like... Yeah, that's the main story, right? That's the main story. Does it make sense that Ahsoka's there? Sure, you could actually say, hey, she's connected to Yoda. She but, wouldn't know. Yeah, she makes sense. All of these characters make sense. All these make characters sense. make sense.
1: Yeah, it's not like there's any,
0: you know, curveballs. Yeah, I mean, and... That's why I said is like the idea of Boba Fett. How does he fit into the story? Yeah. That's ultimately how you're going to actually have it. Yeah. Well,
1: when it comes to Ahsoka, we have a little bit of insight here based on some rumors that we're going to get into in a moment. But first, Dave, we need to go to a very quick break. When we get back, we'll jump into the rest of our show. We'll be right back. (laughs) Okay, Dave. So if people want to get more Star Wars from the back to tank every single month, because we do a, a weekly Patreon show as well. So we do Mondays and Wednesdays on our free feed, and then we do a Friday Patreon exclusive show. So if people want more, go to our, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Digital and Pledge, $5 or more to gain access to our podcast tier. Uh, we have gotten rid of our Star Wars exclusive tier. If you missed out on that, then I'm sorry. You waited too long. Head over to patreon.com slash Rainman Digital and Pledge. Gain access to thousands, literally thousands, of hours of additional podcast discussion.
0: The Rainman Show. The Rainman Show. But I'm like I wanna keep fucking shit up right
1: now. Wait, it's a goddamn conspiracy. That's why, Thomas. That's why. I ain't going to stay in my home. Fuck coronavirus. It ain't ain't real. It's fake shit. I've never known. And all you pussies wearing masks and shit. What is that about? Uh, General health and safety guidelines. Nah, fuck that. Okay. What's safety? What does that even mean? Things you don't do when you ban your sister. Oh, Wait a second, that's not... No, I use a condom. I use a condom when oh, I bang my sister. That's where you draw the line. I, I use a condom gotta be when I bang my sister, and I pull out when I bang my mother. Oh, I'm very oh. safe. What are you talking about? I'm standard OSHA rules and regulations in my it's household. The, you know OSHA. You're familiar with that. Sometimes I just use a sock. Oh. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable for the lady, for the gal. Oh. Well, she understands. in a independent work. In a
0: in a what? In a pinch. And it's already lubed. Wait, wait what? Are I socks don't. lubed? <laughs> I, well oh, my socks. What are. type
1: of socks do you wear? Oh, how, what uh, type of socks do you wear? Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, There's no part of me that ever wants to know what even he's thinking in his head right Is this now. a new Nike line that
0: I've missed out on? Like the new lubed Nike anklets? It's for, it's for seniors to help them with their socks, you know. You put oh. lube or powder and then you're just like... Powder it, it's is
1: a, a diving suit situation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the Rain Man Show, exclusively on
1: Rain Man Digital. Head over to RainManDigitalMedia.com for more details. Or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. Free stuff is awesome. All right, Dave. Let's get into this Ahsoka Tano news. Apparently, now this is not official yet. There's a lot of rumors, though, circulating. That Ahsoka essentially is going to be a thread of sorts. Her character is going to be weaved throughout pretty much, at this point, everything they're working on. Lucasfilm. Apparently, she will make her way into the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Yes. She then will make her way to the Mandalorian series. And apparently, all this leads to her own series. Her own series, which will continue the story where we left off in Rebels. So, essentially, this will be, I can only assume, this will be Filoni's third series.
0: No one else can do her show, right, Dave? Filoni's got to be the showrunner. Filoni's (laughs) got to be the showrunner. I don't think, I think Filoni probably has it in a contract that there's certain characters (laughs) no one else is allowed to touch besides him. I mean, that would be, that would be nice to, but these I These are doubt his it. toys. Yeah. Don't touch his toys.
1: <laughs> these are my toys. Don't touch them. I stick them up my butt. Okay. So they're dirty. Don't touch them. Not really. I'm Just had to make sure people stay away from them.
0: But if you notice, I mean, a lot of Maloney's creations, he takes a personal vested interest in right. any
1: of their, there's ownership. As I said, there's yeah. a sense of ownership and that's why he does such a great job with these characters. So, the, the movie or the TV series uh, relating or pertaining to Ahsoka Tana will reportedly uh, be like a spin off of Rebels and will be started or hinted at in The Mandalorian. And that her appearance in The Mandalorian is simply to set the stage. And I'm okay with that. I'd rather her not have a big role. And the Mandalorian, because I want her story to be told the right way. So if she's there for whatever reason that makes sense, fine. But if it's just a bridge or a stepping stone to get to her series, that's even better, right?
0: That's better,
1: honestly. And it's what we've been promised. Is it not what we've been promised? Hey, everything's going to be
0: connected. Shared universe. Shared universe and also... Ahsoka is one of those characters that has now fully so engrossed herself into the fandom that people want to see her. She has spread her (laughs) legs and we've all entered. Gladly. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Willingly. Willingly, Mike. Willingly. But we've all went down on her. (laughs)
1: Essentially. (laughs) That's awful. The, Dave, the, Filoni my, my was, Dave Filoni was listening to our show. He's all, these guys are good. He's all, these guys are fucking perverts. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> talking about me in boots and being naked. And now they're talking about Ahsoka spreading her legs. Stop that. She's like a daughter. Oh. <laughs> She's like my daughter. <laughs> but She's like a daughter and you're like her stepfather in a Pornhub video. So it's okay. <laughs>
0: it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the, my main worry about that, yeah, is Ahsoka's series is rumored to be a continuation of the Rebel series. To me, that's not Ahsoka's story. Wouldn't you say that?
1: Okay, well will look. That's at, not her story. Look at it this way: so the Rebels, or Rebels, is considered a sequel to the Clone Wars. Yes, but it's not a story about Ahsoka, it's a story and it's not Andrew. a story about Anakin. Okay, but for the most part, it's considered they call it a sequel. This can be the same thing. This could be I Filoni's can third right series, and this one is also loosely connected to the previous.
0: Yeah. I mean, like. Because
1: it's going to be, the series is not going to be just about Ahsoka. If they continue her story, it's going to be about Sabine. It's going to be about Ezra, and it's yeah. going to be about Thrawn, because that's where they left
0: us off. Those are the three that I care about where they left Most us. If they I continue say. Rebels. Ezra, Sabine, and Thrawn. Those are the three that basically I think are are the. What about Hera and Kanan's son? What about him? We know that he lives happily ever after. Yeah. Then again, I'm still trying to figure out when did Kanan get a chance to actually never mind? Oh, come on. You
1: don't need a a chance. You just need about 30 seconds toxic, man. I'm over here in the cockpit. I'm pulling your tentacles, bitch. That's shameful. That is. All right. So according to the report, Soka Tano is being prepped to appear next in the developing Obi-Wan Kenobi series starring Ewan McGregor. (laughs) Our initial excitement wasn't without skepticism. As we know that this series is in the process of rewrites. However, we were assured according to this report here, that she's currently in negotiations and is expected to have a presence in the upcoming show. Uh, He says in this article here, I think that any Star Wars fan familiar with the Clone Wars and the relationships between Ahsoka and Kenobi will see that it makes complete sense to include her series. Yeah, it does. But it does raise some red flags or at least some questions. Because why not rely on Ahsoka for certain things? Now, yes, you can say, well, it's Luke's destiny and Obi-Wan knew this. And that's why he didn't include Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. or Ahsoka being well I guess hold on a second chronologically Ahsoka came back from the dead yes okay after Kenobi had died right no what am I no. talking about no no Kenobi is still back alive. the entire message <laughs> That is wrong. The only way, what am I talking about? What am I, loser? <laughs> Obi Wan died in New Hope. Here's the here's the and connection. death doesn't really matter because they could talk to each other in the Force, so exactly. none of that matters. So y- you know what? They can easily make all of it work.
0: And and narratively, it wouldn't make sense with Ahsoka and Obi Wan because to me, after we saw the ending of Clone Wars, that bit of uh, we talked about it in our last show was the fact that. Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, you have to figure that that business is not done with because. Hello. Ahsoka. So you mean to tell me Ahsoka finds out that Anakin dies because remember, she doesn't realize it's Anakin till Rebels. Right. Anakin dies and Obi-Wan basically says he sees everything that doesn't get covered between the two, right
1: and also yoda talking to jordan and ezra through the force and guiding them in his own way we have to think that he's been doing the same thing with ahsoka
0: and that's why that's why i was like thinking is like that's the honestly the narrative between the two that i could see them bring into obi-wan is obi-wan overcoming his past sins yeah and that's it is a past sin that he basically lied that He's the one that, that killed Anakin. Oh, what the <laughs> he fuck? He did not kill Anakin. You
1: watch your tongue, David. <laughs> he had the higher ground. <laughs> he warned him. <them. laughs> he He's Ahsoka. He killed younglings. <laughs> he killed younglings. I just left him burning on that planet. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, no. I thought he was dead. I, I went up to him and said, hello, and he didn't react. He didn't react.
0: Well, but he was screaming at you. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't.
1: <laughs> so, honestly, it can easily work. There's many it's, different ways they can make Ahsoka enter into Obi-Wan's story and, yeah. and make sense I of it. I have
0: no problem with her in the yeah. Obi-Wan
1: series. No, neither do I. I think it would work. Especially if, you know, we go with that line of thinking that she had chosen to remove herself from The playing. board. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a genius. I got to say, that's a genius way out. I mean, it's a bit of a cheat, but it's a genius cheat. Like, if you're going to cheat and be like, well, why wasn't this character involved in anything we've seen? Well, you know, she knew she should have died. So she removed herself from from the the events. Yeah, I like it. So this article additionally goes into say that Lucasfilm has big plans for the character, and it'll be exciting to see what those plans end up being. It'll all start with her live action debut in the Mandalorian season two.
0: Now, here's the thing that I want to ask you about this, because like the last couple of months they've been really ramping up all the Ahsoka news. At least Disney has. Right. Do you think Disney is just reacting to the fact that, oh shoot, Clone Wars ended up really good and everyone's talking about this character? Let's just throw her into everything. Um I I think there's a greedy executive that's thinking that, yes, but
1: also it, it's a bit of a a strategy that makes sense because we've been saying this. Why are you creating new characters? We get that there's new characters that need to be created and we need to move forward. We all say that and we all believe it. But also there's characters already established that you can use to move forward, to move the story forward. And Ahsoka's is one of them. So if they decide to really capitalize on her importance to the fandom... And the relevance she brings to pretty much any story when you think about it. Why not? Why not? If you're going to be greedy, be greedy with that character. As long as you don't do away with the quality and you're just trying to get cheap thrills, essentially. But you are going to continue to focus on the personal or intimate stories that we've gotten so far that we've received. And by all means, do it. I don't care. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was like. Do you think that should honestly be a red flag, though? Is no? Like, I feel like they're finally being smart, Dave. By, th- that's a smart move. Uh, that's a smart choice, then. Yeah, I, in my opinion,
1: yes. I feel like it's a, it's a no-brainer. It, didn't we just say during our Clone Wars discussion that the 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 real sky legacy of Skywalker is not Ray; it's Ahsoka, it's Ahsoka, and that she should have been the new sequel trilogy? Yeah. So. Much. Listen, if that's what they're essentially going to do now in a TV form, although I do believe she deserves a movie, which, listen, it's only a matter of time, they can easily bleed these storylines into movies. I mean, there's rumors that the Mandalorian will eventually hit the big screen.
0: Oh, man, if that ever did happen, that'd be fantastic.
1: Yeah. All right, Dave, so Lucasfilm confirms Takeda Watita will direct and co-write an upcoming Star Wars feature film. We mentioned this briefly at the top of yes, the show, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked about it in depth in a Patreon discussion when it was first dropped, when we were... Oh, that's what we did during our break, right? We yeah, did that a, was
0: the Patreon discussion. We needed to get out the poison. Yes.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah. So briefly for the freebies out there, I feel like this is good news uh, in terms of publicity. That is the only thing. Yeah, I'm. But not then again, a, I, for I'm me, a, I don't
0: consider it good news.
1: Yeah, well, we're both not big TV fans. We're just not. I, I know we're not being negative. Yeah. But you know, and people are going to point to what's that movie he just did?
0: Um. Uh, Jojo Rabbit.
1: Oh, but Jojo Rabbit's so good. Ha, ha 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 so great. It's so funny. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. You can like that movie, but you're pointing to one movie. Oh, well, what about that 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 that, that movie he did or what we do in the shadows? Ha 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 ha. Yeah, a comedy. A comedy. What about Thor Ragnarok? Ha 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 ha. Oh, another slapstick comedy, comedy that threw out all substance for <laughs> humor. Yeah, yeah. I remember that Thor yeah. movie.
0: I don't remember anything else about the Thor movie.
1: It was one continuous joke the entire time. Yeah, I remember that movie. <laughs> Thor:
0: Ragnarok? Do we need to say any more? Exactly. That was that was our discussion. That was that was the discussion that we had. He's not it's not that he's not talented.
1: He is a talented director, but he has a very specific style. Yes. And I don't know if Satire is the direction we want to take Star Wars. Now, yes, there's always been satire within Star Wars. But Takiti Watiti makes comedies. He makes comedies. Yeah. Star Wars isn't categorized as a comedy. It's a drama. It's a space opera with moments of humor. So if Taika thinks he's going to come in here and make a comedy, no one's going to like it. I'm sorry. Maybe the mainstream will, because the mainstream will eat up everything that this guy does, apparently. Well, here's the thing. But the Star Wars fans are going to scream foul ball. Be
0: like, dude, this feels like it's just Thor Ragnarok dressed with the force. And here's the thing. Everyone that's excited about this, cool. Be excited. Hey, any Star Wars news that means that we get right. a Star Wars film? Yeah. I,
1: and I'm excited for the fact that we're getting a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not being negative. I'm just saying, listen, let's calm down and... and uh, Let's
0: think about this. Yeah. Because me and you just got... Uh, it, prior to the fir- beginning of the show, we talked about Robert Rodriguez getting in in, in The Mandalorian. Great director's choice. But Why? Because he has that connection. He has that connection yeah. to visual effects, that type of storytelling that we know will, f- will work in a star Wars show. Right. Taco. <laughs> wow. I don't know if taco is yeah. going to be a good, good writer for star Wars because majority of his work is all satire. And last time I checked star Wars was not satirical. That's hardware wars. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, and,
1: and and listen, Dave. There's going to be some haters out there saying, "But look at Phantom Menace." But again, that as, wasn't slapstick. at its heart. It's a space opera. Yeah, it's a sci-fi epic. That's a sci-fi epic. It is not categorized as a comedy.
0: Exactly. You did. Thor Ragnarok
1: that of... was not an action movie. It was a fucking comedy with yeah. some action. So, let's uh. Lower our expectations and our excitement for this one. I am curious. I am curious. And yes, he did. People also are pointing to the fact that he directed one of the best episodes of The Mandalorian. Of The Mandalorian. And yes, he did. That was a great episode. But also, I don't really attribute that to Watiti 100% because. TV shows are very different than movies. Yeah. The people calling the shots on TV shows are the showrunner. Exactly. And the cinematographer for the most part.
0: Cinematographer and the showrunner. But the showrunner is the end all be all. Even above any director. Right. So the director.
1: Yeah. I, I attribute the greatness of Mandalorian partially to him or that episode partially to him. But mostly to Filoni and Favreau.
0: exactly, yeah, and that's that's the thing is like, can he do it? Maybe, maybe, maybe he, he can is do it, talented, but I, I don't want people to think I don't think that
1: because he is I'm not going to say he sucks. the dude does not suck oh yeah. if, he is talented, he is very talented if that, but I don't if, know if he's a good fit for Star
0: Wars exactly. if this was actually a good thing for Star Wars, you know everyone's constantly. Giving out his resume. Well, guess what? J.J. Abrams had a really great resume. You all didn't like him that much. Had a great resume and um,
1: made great comedies and then got fired after 90% of the movie was finished. (laughs) Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Exactly. And they're great. They're good at what they do. They're good at what they do, but they couldn't transition to Star Wars.
0: Mm, Exactly. And that's why I say pump the brakes a little bit. Pump pump those brakes. It's great that Titty, (laughs) Watooty, whatever, is basically, you know, a chosen director. That's fantastic. Hey, it's a great name. It's a great get. But will his work transition into a Star Wars film? I'm pretty much 40, 60 and 60 saying no. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to work. On that note, we do need to close out the show for today especially since like this whole uh, pretty much the show I shit all over Boba Fett and now I shit on (laughs) Taka TV.
1: yeah so I want to thank everybody for listening and um, may the force be with you right
0: David yes may the force be with you
1: yes